Mom's been talking on her series of 10 weeks to a better you. Better you, purpose, passion, and prosperity. And we're on week seven, and she's got some more notes that she didn't get to talk about during the Make It Account programs. So we've got the extended version This is here. the extended this version. This is the extended version. So she has some more to talk about. So you can just kind of give us a quick rundown of what we've already had and then go into the more detail. I was reading an article, and I'm going to get it right, so I'm going to look here. It's called The Illusion of Truth. And it's, it was called The Illusion of Truth Effect, that if you say something repeated over and over and over and over and over, it may be the biggest lie in the territory, but if you hear it and say it over and over, it becomes truth to you. And I think that we have to be really careful, especially, you know, some of the news that we hear, some of the things that we hear repeated. It may not be truth at all. It's just repeated. And the thing about it is if we hear it enough and we repeat it enough, your own self can sometimes start to believe it. And if you hear something like that in the news and you start repeating, oh, this happened, oh, that, no, it might not have ever happened. But you hear it and you begin to repeat it and it becomes truth. Think about that if someone says something to you like you're a failure, like you are, I can't even look at my daughter and say it because I don't want to ever say that and pronounce that over so it's just an illustration. But what if someone says you're a failure, you're an idiot, you're a, a loser, you're, um, you're stupid, you're dumb, you can never learn. And it's repeated to the point where it becomes your reality. It may not be reality, right. but it becomes your reality. Because that's something that you hear so many times, even if you know it's not true, you start to believe it. And just having that negativity around constantly will eventually start to weigh you down more and more and more and more until it's just overwhelming you. And, and even if you actually sort of don't believe it, you still respond to it like you believe it. Very interesting article, very interesting um, way of putting it. It's, it's something that you probably already thought and believed, but it, the way they put it was very interesting. So I thought about that. And you know how a lot of times people go on a spiritual fast, they go on a physical fast, they go on a, you know, a Daniel fast is fruits, vegetables, nuts, nuts and seeds. Yeah. There's all kinds of different fasting types. One is to get closer to the Lord, one is to get detoxed out of this or that. So I was thinking about that and I thought, what about a word fast? What would happen, Jordan, if we took honest and genuine accountability for our words. What would that feel like? If every time I, I started to say to myself, oh, you're such an idiot, I'm not gonna go there. In the name of Jesus, I have the mind of Christ. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And change the power of those words even spoken over myself. I think that that's something that you can put into effect in a lot of ways and, and with a word fast, at least for me, I can use other avenues of saying no to something, yes to something, and implement the same thing. Like if I'm trying to stay away from sugar whenever I see something, I smack myself on the hand. Which she does. Probably sounds insane. <laughs> she but, does. Can't but it just, it. it's like a quick reminder like, okay, no, go eat something that is a vegetable or green or something that I'm like, okay, no. Instead of just staring and longing, I tell myself no, and I give myself like not a punishment, but something to just quick snap out of it. And that for me is like a something that, okay, right, got it. And it sets me back on track. And the same could be true if it's a word that I'm like, no, I'm not gonna use that word. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna even profess that, even if it's the truth. And that's something that we could all put into effect very easily, I think. I wore a rubber band a while ago and I was pulling on it going, snap out of it, snap yeah, out I of mean, it. I wasn't hurting myself, it was just snap yeah. out of it. I had to make a conscious effort that when I started talking negative, I told myself, snap out of it. They did this other study um, with an MRI and they were studying your brain and the effects of it. And psychology today, I was reading this and not, and you know, it's not like I'm trying to be a psychologist. I just was interested in the power of words. 
And one of the studies that they did, Jordan, was so phenomenal because they said the most dangerous word on the planet is the word no. And I thought, boy, that wasn't what I would have picked. And they did a brain study where someone, you know, they weren't even telling anybody that. They held up cards and they would, you know, make a discussion or a dissertation about something and then they'd hold up the word no. And it was like, I'm using my own verbiage here, but it was like a cloud came over their brain. Hmm. It was like a resistance came over their brain. Then they would do the exact same thing and they'd pop up the word yes and the brain didn't react as much. It hardly reacted at all. And their theory on that was that the word no is a threatening word, but the word yes, you don't react to it. It's not like you got exuberant and overjoyed, but the word yes was such a non-threatening word that it actually didn't cause your brain and your body to flip out. And I was thinking about something that happened when I was in school, it was really weird. But I had a, a speech teacher in school that brought her dog in to show the power of words. And she was talking to her dog in all these ways and then she, in the same exact tone, same thing, used the word no. And the dog reacted. And then she'd say the same exact thing and she'd use the word yes and the dog perked up. This was a Yorkie, it was a <laughs> puppy, it was a dog and it was reacting to the word no. Mm -hmm. She didn't change her voice, she didn't scream at the dog, but when that dog heard the word no, the dog got into resistance. I think there's something within our own spiritual makeup hmm. that God did not intend us. All of the promises of God in him are yes and amen right. to the glory of God through the Father. And I don't, or, uh, I don't believe for one minute that we are supposed to have a constant defeated negative attitude filled with negative words, filled with self-deprivation, self-destruction, and even, you know, making yourself the class clown because you're insecure in certain ways or whatever. That was me. And, and my insecurities created a, a different life of its own. I lived in books. And my reason for living in books, I was very book learned, I was very book smart for one reason, books don't talk back. And I had to come to the place that I could say, even if I got told no, it was okay. You know, I was reading something that sounds like in the beginning of this, it has nothing to do with the topic, but it, it will wrap around that uh, like when you're meeting someone for the first time, the things you notice about them are not necessarily the things that they would point out about themselves that they didn't like. Yeah. You know, if someone were to say, hey, you know, uh, nice to meet you, whatever. And you said, oh, well, you know, my hair's looking bad today. And the person who just met them realized that moment okay, well, maybe your hair isn't as great as I thought it was. And it was a couple other things like, oh, well, you know, I, I put I, that something. in their head. Exactly. It was like, oh, well, you know, my, I'm, this is not my least, my, my not flattering body part, so I'm going to cover it up. And it was something that, like, the, the person that they were interviewing said, I didn't notice that until you pointed it out to me. And I think the same thing is true when you have a perception of yourself that you are putting out negatively. Well, I'm an idiot, so you know why are you even listening to me? That you almost put that in other people's minds too, yes. and they say, "Oh well, I guess maybe you're not the sharpest tool in the shed." When that's not the case at yeah. all, and you may be the smartest person in the room, but if you're putting out there that you're not worthy, you are sad, you're pathetic, you're an idiot, or whatever else you may think about yourself, you are making that self-fulfilling, even if that's not the case. Even and that's if, what the Bible calls it. Even if no one it. else said it about you. Self-fulfilling prophecy, self. You put it it's, out there and you walk it out. It, it's something that there are cases where people say negative things about others or about you and you may start to believe it. 
and that's no better. But some of the time I start to wonder if it's not something that we put on ourselves and we plant that idea in other people's mind and they start believing it and the cycle just continues when none of that is the case. You said in other people's minds or you put in your mind, the Bible says as a man thinketh in his own heart, in his own self, so he becomes. And that's, I think, why the Bible says, first of all, we renew our mind daily with the Word of God. And second of all, I think one of the most important scriptures I've ever found in my life is whatever things are good and pure and lovely and of a good report, think, think on, on these, these things. things. Meditate on these things. Ponder on these things. Why? Because they, that once it's in your head, you hide God's Word in your heart. So it goes from your head, your thoughts, your processing, into your heart, out of your heart. It gets into your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. All that's a cycle that's hard enough, but then it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. There is a power attached to your words. And then it says they that love it eat the fruit thereof. That, that power that you are, you know, generating out of your words, you're going to eat. Yeah. Uh, you know, I used to say to the kids when they were little, be careful what your words taste like going out. You may have to eat them later. You know, and I meant that because be careful what you put out to other people. They may come back and you may have to chew on them for a day or two. And, and, and I used to say, what do your words taste like today? That may sound silly, you know, even when you were five years old, but there's an importance to that. There is a truth attached to those words because when you put it out your mouth, you put a power out attached to it. And if you want God's power attached to that, you have to line up your words with His word. And saying no to all the positive attributes about yourself or all the things, even sometimes when I've heard people when someone gives them a compliment, I don't know if it's because they don't believe it or if they're trying to sound modest. I, I'm not gonna argue for that case either way, but you know, that, oh, no, that, no, that's not true. Why would you want to say no to something so kind, positive and kind about yourself? I think people have gotten the wrong idea that that's some sort of false humility. modesty or yeah. humility or something. And, and all you're doing is putting back out there that you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not all of these things. Instead of saying, I am. I am made in the image of Christ. I am exactly the person he created me to be and I want to be the very best that I can be. I want, I want to say yes to all the things that God has for me. I want to open my hands so that he can pour out so many blessings on me that I can't even hold them all. Why would I want to say no? No, I don't want any of those things. No, I'm not any of those things. No, I'm just not worthy. That just sounds like misery. I was talking to a precious friend of mine the other day and she had gotten a very negative diagnosis and it was, it was a little surprising and a little overwhelming. In the middle of that negative diagnosis, if all those were the only words that she had heard, man, it, I don't want to call it a death sentence, but it was appearing that way. And I said, hold on just a minute. I, re I release those negative words off of you and I replace, and I thank God for diagnosis. I thank God for doctors. Sure. I thank God for that information. I thank God for medical science. And, and she comes from a medical family. And, and yet I said, okay, uh, that's fact. I'm not going to deny that, but let's replace those words with, you shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. By the stripes right. that wounded Jesus, you're to be healed and made completely whole. Those words completely began to turn away her thinking. As things begin to go like that, we have got to replace it. Yes, you're gonna walk out of this, this door your morning and, and yeah, you're gonna have the opportunity to be bombarded with negativity. Sure. But it's not your choice 
to just walk in negativity, you also have a choice to combat any of that with the Word of God. And not allow those words to take a hold of you. Take root. And, and not be someone who keeps putting those negative words back out there for others. Because believing them for yourself is bad enough, but putting those negative words on other people is equally terrible. I always say you manifest what you're full of, and if you're full of that, you're going to spew it out. But if you're full of faith and full of the Word of God, when somebody needs that word in season, that's what you need to give them is that word in season. Speak positive things over yourself, over your family, over your loved ones, over strangers. You know, sometimes when I see someone who did something nice, it's nice to give them a compliment, even if it's a total stranger. I, I told a lady the other day, she just had her whole little outfit on and she looked so cute and she was an older woman. And I just thought, you are just adorable. And when I told her that, she just, beamed as if no one had ever paid her a compliment before. And I, I kind of looked at her strange and she just said, you just made my day. And I thought, well, that's really sweet. It's a little sad, but it's really sweet <laughs> because I mean, I, that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to make her day in a, I just wanted to say something nice to her, but it was just almost shocking. And I thought, well, that is sad. People, it should be a way of life. It should be. It should be something that we compliment when something is done well or done right or a positive attribute, something positive, even if it's just, you know, something small. It can be something small today. I guarantee no matter who you're talking to, you can find a positive attribute about them. Point that out, compliment them, share something positive. And maybe that's a door opener to share other positive things. Yep. Maybe they're people who've never heard about Jesus or never heard about what he brings to our lives, that he is life and he is love and that's what he wants. It's an opportunity to open the door for a lot of things. Not to mention speaking positive things about yourself. Yep, start that first. I mean, love thy neighbor as you love will yourself. Do wonders for your life. Yep. Watch your words. Don't speak negativity over yourself and don't speak it over others. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It's not too late to start Lindsay's series. Just go to our YouTube channel, Richard Roberts ORM, and click on playlists for the Make Your Day Count program. And you can also click on the link in the description for a free PDF download of this week's Better You show notes. It's the Better You, 10 weeks to finding purpose, passion, and prosperity. Don't miss it.